Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. Please open them to 1 Corinthians, the 14th chapter. First Corinthians, the fourteenth chapter. You know, when you talk about walking in God's love, we need to talk about intercessory prayer. Intercessory prayer is love and action. We said intercessory prayer is a prayer type of prayer that changes things. It's the fourth subdivision in our first division, which we called prayer that changes things. I could change things in my life by the prayer of faith. I can help change things in your life through the prayer of agreement. And, of course, the prayer of binding and loosing works with both of them, actually with all three of the others. But the prayer of intercession involves praying for others who may not be cooperating with the will of God or they're having a hard time cooperating with the will of God or they're in public ministry. And, of course... You know, Satan would like to destroy those that are in public ministry because he'd like to destroy the work of God on the earth. But intercessory prayer is a type of walking in God's love for your brother, for your sister, and for the world that's lost. Jesus, after... He did all of his work in the earth. After his death, burial, and resurrection, rose to a place of seating at the right hand of the majesty on high for the purpose of interceding. He ever liveth to make intercession for us. He's interceding for the lost. He's interceding for the church. When an individual has his or her eyes open to the great love ministry of intercession, then they are entering into the present-day ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. When he was here on the earth, he showed forth the love of the Father in all that he did, in all that he said, in thought, purpose, and action. But now that he is seated at the right hand of the Father, his way of showing, continuing to show forth that love is by interceding. Aren't you glad that when you get up in the morning, you can say, Lord Jesus, thank you for interceding for me during the night. Did you ever call somebody on the phone and say, Brother, intercede, please? Well, we've got the Master seated at the right hand of the majesty on high, make an intercession for you and for me. 
24 hours a day, seven days a week. Think about it. That's what he's doing right now. Well, we want to continue discussing this great ministry of intercession, this great prayer of intercession. But I want to bring out and, and emphasize again that basically people are having a hard time cooperating with the will of God because of the forces of darkness that are around endeavoring to stop spiritual growth, endeavoring to stop the work of God in the life of an individual, endeavoring to stop the ministries from, you know, speaking the word of God and, and stopping the church from growing up and stopping, supposedly, as he would think, the end of Satan, that is, his destruction. The longer he can stall it, the longer he can hold off, he figures the longer he's got to deceive and the longer he's got to get more people in hell where he's going. But when the body begins to mature and grow up together and intercede one for another and intercede for the nation and take their place in the body of Christ and enter into the fullness of this ministry of intercession, then, beloved, I want to share with you today that this gospel will go throughout all the earth unhindered in a great and mighty way, in a powerful way. And Satan's end is at hand. Satan's end is at hand. He's destroyed, he's brought to naught, but he's declining unto his end. His end is at hand. And he can't stand it. Well, it may be that there are people that are not cooperating with the will of God concerning salvation. How many of you know somebody that you love to be saved right now? But they're not cooperating with the will of God concerning salvation. It may be healing. Someone may need to have a, a dire need of healing in their physical body. And you say, boy, I wish I could get that miracle over to that brother. Well, see, intercessory prayer is a way to get it to them. Actually, there's three ways. And I, I, I want to, sh again, emphasize these three ways to you so that we can realize that we can help people no matter what the case might be. First of all, that brother that needs that miracle, you can get it to him by just simply taking the word to him. And if they receive that word and act upon that word, they will get their miracle. That's the highest way of receiving from God is through His Word by yourself. But if, if you see you can't get to that person's spirit for them to receive the Word and they can learn the Word and receive that and act on that Word so they can get delivered, then there are special ministries, special manifestations of the Spirit of God. I always encourage people, look, Brother Copeland's over here, go, go up there. Brother Hagen is over here. Brother Ainsley's over here. He's got a great ministry of ministering to the deaf and, and that sort of thing, working in miracles, gifts of healings are working in his ministry. That's special manifestations. Go there, by all means. Go get it, bless God. But once you get it, you see, then you've got to grow. Then you've got to go to the teaching ministry. Do you see what I'm saying? Then you've got to go to the teaching ministry if you're going to grow up. See? But praise God, you can get it any way you can get it. Get it. It's out there. Get it. That's why God sent some in the church. This one, that one, the other one. Special manifestations, working of miracles, gifts of healings, etc. But then again, there are those that will go to these meetings. There are those that, that have a dire need of a miracle. And they'll go to these meetings. And they'll go to where special manifestations are, are, are being wrought. But they won't get it. You could take, for an example, Catherine Coleman's great meetings that she had. But many, many, many were not delivered. Many, many, many. There, we thank God for the many that were, but how about the many? See, you know what? God doesn't look at the many that are. Listen to me. But once you start to, once you start to get in tune with the Father's heart, He thinks, you know, I'm sure, He's thankful for those that get it. But when you walk away from a service like that, brother, the Father is still concerned about those that didn't. More so. 
When we leave this place after we've been just lifted, our spirits lifted, I mean, we brought to a place of communion with the Father. We're just rejoicing from within. Someone got delivered, someone got saved, and someone got set free. And hallelujah, we rejoice. And we have a tendency to look at that and, and just rejoice more in that. But you know what, brothers and sisters? I don't. When people will like walk out that door, I say, Oh, Father, how many more could have? How many more are suffering? How many more are in pain? How many more can we reach to get that miracle over to And that's where intercessory prayer comes. They didn't get it by the preaching of the Word. They didn't get it by going to one of these. And some of you know what I'm talking about because you may have been there. You figured, well, for sure, I've been sitting listening to the Word. But for sure, when Brother Hagin comes in town, well, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to get all... Or I'm going to go up and see Brother Ainsley. He's up here in Pittsburgh and I'm going to get that. Because the working of miracles take place and you were disappointed because you didn't get it. You said, what am I to do now? See? Intercessory prayer is a great ministry in the earth. It's the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ right now in His present day ministry. And it's a way to change things in people's lives. And it's going to involve a lot of, lot of ingredients which I'm not going to have time to get into today, but I just want to just refresh your memory with, uh, concerning some of the things that we said. But I want you to again see and realize that this ministry of intercession is the very heart of the Father. Jesus ever liveth. You can get on your knees at any given time of the day, morning, noon, or night, any time, and you, you can just tune up with the Spirit of God and somebody's in desperate need. All the statistics that they give us uh, concerning so many die an hour because of this, or a minute. Every minute, so, one, so many people that commit suicide. Every, you know, 30 seconds, someone, some child gets beaten. That sort of thing. I want you to know that every moment, every second, every split second of every day, Jesus is interceding for all these people. And He's looking for somebody that will team up with Him in the earth. Because He's out of the earth. He's not here now. He's only here in, in His body. Somebody at any given moment, any split second of the day, you can get on your face and intercede and spread God and move on you. Because he knows the needs of humanity. His heart has already been touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He knows where that brother's hurting, where that sister's hurting. See, there are times we want special manifestations. And I, I thank God for special manifestations. And you know, sometimes you wish you can live by special man manifestations and that's all it would be, just special manifestations. I remember walking into a service and I was just a young babe in the Lord. I was preaching at, at, at a certain church. One of the first times I ever started to preach out publicly. And oh, dear God, there was someone who was on the outside of the church and never walked in. Didn't, wa didn't walk in, wasn't going to walk in. And I didn't know this because I'm preparing, I'm ready to, to preach like I'm doing right now. And uh, something on the inside, as I begin, we can begin to worship the Father together. We begin to worship the Lord together. Magnify the Lord together. And oh, it was just wonderful just to be in His presence and just to sense the move of the Spirit. And I thank God for that. But something on the inside of me, something got a hold of my spirit. And I know it more now because I'm more mature now in the Lord, but I didn't know it as much back then. But I just had to, just to spot out and say it. Somebody here is in pain. Somebody is in here... And I don't got the fullness of the revelation, but somebody is in dire need right now. You're in such pain and anguish. I just know inside of me, just come up here because the Father wants to heal you. And a lady come. And I didn't know this lady. And I thought she was a part of the church. But I found out later that no one, no one knew her in the church. No one even knew who she was. The first time she ever been to that church, and someone had to persuade her to come in. Had to persuade her to come in, in into the building. But she came up to the altar. Can you imagine ever being into a full gospel church and... And being in that much pain. Can you imagine this now? In that ter just terrible pain, 
that she didn't care about embarrassment or anything like that. She came to the front of that church and stood there, was never in a, like that kind of a church. She said, I'm just in pain. Oh, it's me. She said, such bad back, such terrible pain. She said, I couldn't stand it. See, God wanted her to come. Special manifestations. Somehow, in the Spirit, the Spirit of God got a hold of my spirit, illumined my mind, so that I can partake of that person's suffering inside. And oh, the compassion of our God. Oh, the compassion of our Heavenly Father. And like I said, you wish this, this could happen every, every time you meet together. You wish it could happen all the time. And in some ministries, that's how it works. In Catherine Coleman's ministry, that's how it works. But only some get it. See? That is where that's, the limitations come because of special manifestations. Limitations because only some can get it that way. But through the word way, everybody can get it. And she came there and she stood there. And I says, I don't know what the problem is. She says, my back, my back. I'm in ter- terrified, just terrible pain. And I says, well, I'll just lay my hand on you. And see, you don't do this. I was just following that intuition. That's inward something. And I just said, in Jesus' name, be healed. It was all the Holy Ghost. It was all special manifestations. And brothers and sisters, I never saw anything like it. I saw other things compared to it in my ministry. But she went flying. Her glasses went flying across the room. Her body went flying onto the floor. She didn't know what took place. This never happened to her. She didn't know what this was that took place. But she got up totally healed. Instantly healed. Totally delivered. From the top of her head under the soles of her feet, totally set free. Just like that. Now, don't you want that to happen every time you meet? Sure, but this is as the Spirit wills. What are we going to do between these manifestations? Just sing a song and just dance? No, we're going to learn. We are going to learn how to pray and intercede for people so that they can receive the knowledge of the will of God and walk in the knowledge of His already work that's been provided and done at Calvary. Walk in the completed healing. Walk in the completed freedom and deliverance from satanic bondage. Walk delivered spirit, soul, and body. And that is the public ministry right now in the church. And we thank God for all these other manifestations because they are needed. There are many, many that would never get it, never get delivered, never get healed, never get their miracle if it wasn't for a manifestation of the Spirit of God. A special manifestation. But there comes a time, beloved, that even though they got it once or twice, that they have to mature in God's Word and grow up and walk in the fullness of God's plan of redemption. Well, let's take a look at these scriptures because what I want to do is teach by precept and example how to intercede. How to intercede. And I'm glad we got to this place because I think it's, it's a responsibility that I have as, a, as an under-shepherd of the Lord Jesus Christ to teach you how. How to intercede. Here, in these two verses... 1 Corinthians 14, 14, and 15. Paul says, If I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit and with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit and with the understanding also. Now, let me read that from the Amplified Bible. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit by the Holy Spirit prays within me. Within me prays. But my mind is unproductive, bears no fruit, and helps nobody. Then what am I to do? I will pray with my spirit by the Holy Spirit that is within me. 
but I will also pray intelligently with my mind and understanding. I will sing with my spirit by the Holy Spirit that is within me, but I will sing intelligently with my mind and understanding also. So actually, part of the weapons of our warfare, and I, I, for some reason, I don't know why people leave this off, but when, when people discuss and talk the, the, uh, the weapons or the, the armor of God, when we teach in Ephesians the 6th chapter concerning the armor of God, people stop at verse 17. They stop right there at verse 17 and say, Now, this is the armor of God. We can walk, praise God, and stand. But all that armor was given to you and to me for the purpose of entering into prayer. Verse 18, praying always. That's the way we are to stand before the Lord, stand before the world, stand before the devil, stand equipped, stand with our armor on for the purpose of praying. Praying always with all prayer. And here we find out that there's two ways we can pray. And for those of you that have not been filled with the Holy Ghost, you are missing out on one of the greatest ministries ever given to the church, praying in other tongues. You are missing out on the greatest weapon ever given to the church, one of them, praying in the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit that is within me. Because He, the Holy Spirit, that knows, He knows what is the mind of God. And he takes that which the Father has and the consciousness of, of suffering that God has in his spirit because of his perfect love for humanity. And what he does is he comes and brings that same consciousness into us like he did to me that day with that woman. There are sometimes I just stand, stand before you here. And, and I don't do this purposely. I, I never would ever think about embarrassing somebody. But sometimes the Spirit of God from within my spirit, I'll just grab a hold of you. Maybe just look. Look at your face or look at your eyes. And it's, I'm not just looking at you to look at you. But something on the inside is like a drawing, like a magnet, like a magnetic force that comes out of me. And just it's, it's a stream of love that I know that's going to you from me. And sometimes if you're, can you perceive in the Spirit some of these things, something that just on the inside will say yes and give a word for that person. Or give a message or something. Something. I just, you know, you just, you know when it comes. Something that will lead you to do something for that person because he knows where that hurt is. He knows minister that to that person. And if we leave out this ministry of the Holy Spirit, well, I wouldn't want to go into, into prayer only half, with half of a prayer life, would you? We've got to go in there with all the prayer life. Paul said, I will pray in my understanding. I will pray in my, with the Spirit, by the Spirit of God that is within me. Now, it's very important that we know, and before we give the examples, it's very important that we know that the laws that apply to the prayer of faith, now listen to this carefully, the laws that apply to the prayer of faith do not apply to the prayer of intercession. The laws that apply to the prayer of faith do not apply to the prayer of intercession. In other words, when I pray the prayer of faith and I say, I believe I receive a healing for myself, I pray once and that's it. I believe I received it and that's all. But when I pray for you, it's not just that. The prayer of agreement will work the same way. But the prayer of intercession is not I pray and believe that you receive whatever you need and now I just leave it alone and walk away from it. If the Spirit of God moves upon me to pray for brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so, I don't just walk up and say, well, praise God, I bind everything in Jesus' name and brother or sister so-and-so is free. That's not going to do the job. That's not the type of prayer that you need. You can't walk away from that and say, well, I believe I received it now for him in Jesus' name and that's it. It doesn't work that way. The prayer of intercession means, and this is, I think, has been missed in the charismatic movement today. It means that you get on your knees or your face before God 
or wherever you're at and whatever you're doing, if that, if that is upon you, and you don't stop praying until deliverance has come. You don't stop praying until results have come. And you, may be, you may be praying for a long time. Daniel did for 21 days. It's the ministry of prayer in intercession, persevering and fervently praying for somebody until results come. Because you're not dealing between you and God directly. It's you through Him to get to somebody else. And they're not cooperating with the will of God. Or else they are being so attacked by the forces of darkness, they can't cooperate with the will of God. See, it's a spiritual warfare. But the prayer of intercession is when you begin to pray and intercede for somebody and you don't stop until it's done. And now don't get uh, discouraged when I say something like that. I mean, you may carry that burden of prayer inside your spirit for days. That doesn't mean that you've got to get on your knees or your face and you can't go to work and you can't do the things that you have to do. You can still do that. But you will set aside certain times out of the day. You may set aside some times of pleasure and leisure to enter into a fuller dimension for that need that the Father has placed in your heart. And you'll be either on your face before God. You may not even be praying in other tongues. It may just be the ministry of groaning and travail. But you'll know that inside your spirit, you are praying and striving against the forces of darkness so that your brother or your sister can be free, can be delivered, and can enjoy the fullness of the blessings of the gospel of Christ because of your interceding on their behalf. Now, let's turn to 1 Timothy, the second chapter. And let's, I'm instructed to, to, to teach you this way and to give you what you need to know concerning God's will for general intercession. And I want your undivided attention because it's very important. What I'm about to say is so important. It could mean the difference between life and death in your life. I mean that. It could mean the difference between destruction, calamity, and joy in the life of your family and your household because of what I'm about to say. We are exhorted. Look at verse 1. We are exhorted by the Spirit of God that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. All men. He goes on to say first kings and for all those that are in authority or eminent places. That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Notice this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Now, in, generally, in general intercession, as long as you are living in this earth, you will have to pray daily for the nations of the world and all that are in authority to be obedient to God's commandments. Every day. You know why? Because this is a need that we are told to pray for so long as you have a government system. So, so as long as you have a government system, so as long as there are nations in this earth, we are to pray for them. Now, how long do you think that's going to be? Every day. People want to get involved in the deep things of God, but they don't want to do the general will of God. They want to get involved in specific things, but they don't want to get involved in general things. And I've always said this. If you'll follow the general revealed will of God, He'll always lead you into the specific. In a greater depth. Now, this is a commandment. That first of all, before you pray for your kids, before you pray for 
anything else in your life, before you pray for your neighbor, before you pray for anything else, first of all, prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, giving of thanks, and intercession being made for all these men that are in eminent places, that are in authority and have any rule over us. And since, since intercessory prayer is the ministry of love, you are to pray, first of all, for other nations than yours. You always put other nations first. And in a general way, what I'll just do is just say, Heavenly Father, just to give an example, I bring to you all the nations of the world. First of all, I bring the nation of Israel to you. And the peace of Jerusalem to you. Because they are your chosen. And I know that your hand is upon them. I'm not going to be selfish in my praying. And look at, look at verse th- 3 again, please. Let's say it together. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. And I'll just stand there like this and say, Father, I want to please you today. And I want what I do to be good and acceptable in your sight. And I know that when I mention Israel, when I mention Jerusalem, when I mention all the nations of the world, and finally I mention the United States of America, and I bring to you all of those leaders and their families, their children and their loved ones, and I bring them to you today in the wonderful name of Jesus. I give thanks unto you for them. I praise you for their lives. And I pray, and then I'll go into prayer in my understanding and in the spirit concerning the nations of the world and all those that are in authority. Now you've acted in love. you put your nation last. You've done exactly what the Father wanted you to do today. And it was pleasing in His sight. Uh, you want to talk about a holy boldness? It's never failed. Anytime you, you'll do this, if you do this the first thing in your day, if you'll do this first after you've given thanks unto the Lord Himself, But on your prayer list, put this first. It'll give you a holy boldness to walk during the course of that day with a kick in your step. I mean to tell you, just be so on top of things because you will have known that you pleased the Father by what you prayed. Now, here's the reason for it. He tells you the reason for it. In verse 2, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. The Father wants that. In verse 4, who will have all men to be saved? This is part of having men to be saved. And part of their coming to the knowledge of the truth. Now, this will promote spiritual growth. It'll, it'll promote salvation. It'll promote spiritual growth in, in the fact that they're, in a sense that they're coming to the knowledge of the truth. As long as we are doing this and fulfilling this in our everyday life. See, the general revealed will of God involves everyday living. Special manifestations only come once in a while. As the Spirit wills. But general, the general revealed will of God involves my everyday living. And that's why I'm going to be in prayer every day, putting this first every day in my life. And if I'll do that, I am being acceptable and doing that which is good in the sight of my Father. And the reason why I said it will help you, and it can mean life and death or calamity and joy... It's because if we are not keeping His commandments and doing those things that are pleasing in His sight, it's going to hinder your prayer life. 
Whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing. That said right there, it's good and acceptable in the sight of my Father. It gives me boldness towards Him. It gives me confidence to stand in His presence for my need because I pray for everybody else's need. You see? It has an effect on your human spirit that you wouldn't even know of or realize if it wasn't for the revelation of this Word. And I didn't know it way back when, but I'm learning more about it now. I'm learning more as I grow, as I go along. I don't know all there is to know, do you? But I'm learning. I mean, I'm learning concerning the depths of the things of God. And intercessory prayer has been one thing that I've really wanted to get into in a greater way. And the Spirit of God is opening that up to me. Okay, so now notice that it's important that we do this. But now I'm going to share something with you concerning the ministry of Kenneth Hagin and what Jesus revealed to him concerning our praying for our nation. In 1970, he received a dream from the Lord. And in a vision, he saw certain things coming out of the sea. Three things. And the Spirit of God spoke to him and showed him that three things were going to happen to our nation back in the 70s, early. It would involve riots, tumults, and just destruction over the face of our nation. Rioting and all these things would begin to take place. Number two, there would be upheaval in our White House, in our government system. Watergate. This is before it happened. Now you think about that. He was revealing to him that these things were, were going to take place and then were going to, other things were going to take place as time went on. And if the Christians didn't do something about it, they would come to pass. And then he said there would be a, a problem with the economic, financial structure of our land. Now, if you go back and follow this back from the 70s, you can follow through and see how everything that was told him took place and came to pass. It happened, just as he said. Well, now, the Spirit of God spoke up to him and said, and this is probably a, one of the greatest indictments against the church that I've ever heard of. One of them, anyhow. He said, if you would have prayed, if the body would have prayed, if my body in the earth would have daily prayed, as I said... Over here in this chapter, what we're talking about, continuously, if they would have done what I said to do, that would have never happened. There would have been no rioting. There would have been no Watergate scandal. And there would not have been the failure in the economic, financial structure of the United States of America. Now listen. He says, but I want you to know this. You tell the church that I am holding them accountable and responsible. He said, but when you tell them, when you tell them, some will laugh and say, what's this guy talking about? He says, but when they do, you tell them this. You'll laugh now because you don't believe that what I'm saying is true. You'll laugh now, but when they stand before my judgment seat, when they stand before me one-on-one, -on -one, he said, when they receive the condemnation for what took place back then and not the president, he said, they won't laugh then. 
they won't laugh then. And I said, uh-oh. Oh, someone says, well, we're just going to stand before Jesus. It's going to be all peaches. And Let me tell you something. Every one of us will be judged for what we did or did not do in our bodies. And that's not condemnation. That's fact. I can give you chapter and verse. Whether it be good or bad, 2 Corinthians 5th chapter tells us, verse 10, let's look at it. Let's look at it. I don't want you looking at me like as though, what's this guy coming up with now? Okay, let's read verse 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that every one may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Now notice the next verse. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men that we are made manifest unto God. That's 2 Corinthians 5th chapter. 10 and 11. And I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. I'll read it again. 2 Corinthians 5th chapter, 10 and 11. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in the body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. He's trying to persuade us to do it. Notice it says whether it was good or bad. What did Paul say in second and 1 Timothy 2nd chapter? This is what? Good and acceptable. Beloved, it's not the letter of the law if you get on your knees every day and pray for the government system. I mean, in general. That is good. It's the acceptable will of God. And when you stand before the judgment seat of Christ, if you have not done it, then that condemnation... Now, hear me. Someone says, oh, you're preaching condemnation now. No, I'm not. Jesus said that you will receive that condemnation when you stand before me. Who has the right to judge? He does. He'll judge you whether it was good or bad. Now, I'm telling you right now, as I stand before you, that if you'll do what I'm saying, it's good because he said it was good. Did he say it was good? Did he say it was good? Did he say it was acceptable? Did he say he wants us to do it? Then we need to do it every day. That's the general revealed will of God. Every day I pray for my government. Every day I pray for the leaders. Every day I pray for the rulers. Now, what I want to do is not just talk about it. I want to do it. Close your Bibles just for a second. Don't mind me. I'm just going to just be free. How about you? Close your Bibles for a minute. And I want to show you how we're going to do it. If you want, bow your heads and close your eyes. Whatever you want to do, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. But we're going to do exactly what the Word says to do. And I'm going to teach you by example. Now, here we are. It's a wonderful day. And we just got up. We thank the Father for the wonderful day. And in accordance to His divine will and plan and program for our lives, He said, first of all, put first things first. We are to pray for, our, for all the nations of the world and all those that are in authority. So let's do this, just that. You just repeat with me. Heavenly Father, we come to you today in the wonderful name of Jesus to present to you the nations of the world and all that are in authority. We bring to your attention the great nation of Israel. We thank you for this great nation. We thank you for Jerusalem and its peace 
And now we bring before you all the nations of the world, including the United States of America, in which we live. I see in your word that it's good and acceptable to you if I pray, intercede, give thanks, and supplication concerning all these things. And so now I do. I thank you for these leaders and rulers in all these places of authority. I thank you for their families, their children, and their loved ones. I thank you for imparting wisdom unto their spirits by your spirit so that they may deal wisely in the affairs of the government so that the people will lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. I thank you, dear Father God, that you provide their every need. I thank you for prosperity of their spirit, soul and body. Clothe them. Feed them. Show them your love. Deliver them from the ways of evil men. I thank you, dear Father God, for this United States of America, our president, our congressmen, our senators, our mayors, our police force, the judges of our land. We hold them up before you, Father God. These people are precious in your sight. I thank you for meeting their every need. Now, dear Father, I know that I'm limited by my understanding. And I know that there are many needs that I know not of. And when it comes to the time that I know not what to pray for as I ought, I call upon Thee, Holy Spirit. Sweet Heavenly Dove, take hold together with me and present these needs accurately to the Father and make intercession for me as I pray in other tongues. In Jesus' precious name.
Delavada Brandotanas Grace and some other wrong cases. Now open your Bibles to Romans eight twenty six. Now notice in verse 26, Likewise the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. The word helpeth means takes hold together with us against. Likewise the Spirit also takes hold together with us against. Our, the word infirmities means inability to produce results. You know, have you ever stood before a, a certain case and said, I'm just, I, I don't have the, it seems like there's no ability within me to produce results in that person's life. They're dying right before your eyes and you say, Here I got the word of truth and I just can't seem to get it over to them. Well, the Holy Spirit takes hold together with you against those inabilities to produce results and begins to make intercession for you, accurately presenting the need to the Father God and to his heart so that, that, that the perfect will of the Father may, might be prayed for that person and that in, individual may be delivered. And the more we enter into this, the more accurate we become in it. This is the highest type, I believe, of love is, is getting into a position where you make yourself available for somebody else. See, I can get my needs met. I can get my use of the, I'm not boasting on myself. I know how to operate the prayer of faith. I know how to get my needs met. I do. I mean that sincerely. I can get my needs met. And you should be able to get your needs met too. But when getting somebody else's needs met, sometimes I just stand before the Father and I say, Father, I see some inabilities here to get that person's needs met. I, I need some help. The Holy Spirit help with our infirmities. And verse 27 says, He that searcheth the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. I can rest assured that when I've done this, and listen to me. Don't get in bondage over this. Sometimes you'll be able to get up and spend an hour or two and pray for all these needs. And we're going to go over all these needs. But sometimes you don't have that kind of time. Maybe you just don't have that kind of time. So you can do it during the course of the day. I walk to the grocery store. Oh, Father, I thank you for the president. Oh, and, some, and before you know it, you're in other tongues and someone's going. Oh, well, then you, then you learn to do it quietly. But you can do that. And I mean to tell you, it'll get, give you a sense of boldness to stand before the Father's throne because you have given of yourself. Given it shall be given unto you. I've given my prayers for everybody else and their brother. You want to get your kids healed? We'll talk about it. Pray for other kids. People's kids. You want to get your needs met? Pray for somebody else's needs to be met. And I mean, the more you give yourself in prayer, the, more, the easier it is for your prayer to come and be answered. Just like that. Quickly. Quickly. That's why this is the highest type of ministry. That's why God wants us to, to operate in this. It's, it's, the, it's the law of giving and receiving. You know, we think of giving only money. Give yourself in prayer. Give yourself in love and the Father's love will be abundantly poured out unto you. Grace and peace is multiplied to this knowledge. God's grace and ability to move on your behalf is multiplied when you begin to operate under this knowledge. Well, let's all stand before the Lord. I'm never done, so don't think I'm done. I'm just started. But we're having such a wonderful time that I just want to yield to the Holy Ghost. We're going to go over a lot of these things. We're going to, by precept and example. We're going to do this right down the line. And we're going to practice it. That way it could be on tapes and other people can hear it. We're going to practice this. this. Now what I just did was not necessarily all of what I do when I pray for the government. I'm just sharing and giving you more or less a pro, uh, something to follow, a program to follow. But this, if you start to do this daily on a daily basis, you'll begin to find out that the Spirit of God will unveil intercession to your spirit in, in a way that you never deemed possible. You never thought it was possible. But he, and these things are, are done in the Spirit. It's not just by reading this Word. It's done in the Spirit through this Word. 
And it's the Spirit of God making these things a reality to your spirit. Remember what we said? That the ultimate consciousness of suffering and pain is in the heart of the Father because of His perfect love? Well, when you begin to dwell in God and God dwells in you, and you stand before Him with confidence, He then, by the Spirit, gives us an idea and a consciousness of that suffering that other person is going through. And when He takes hold together with you and you come together in the earth, then your hands become His hands. And when you lay those hands, if He directs you that way to, on that person, that person is going to have that deliverance. That person is going to be set free. And we thank God for when these things come, to, come into play in our lives, but you know, they've got to come that way through daily intercession, in general intercession. And then the specifics will grow in greater dimension. But we're starting there. We're going to get to some other places. What I'm going to do right now is just have those of you you have a need of prayer. Your case may be just a prayer of agreement. Your case may just be a prayer of uh, binding and loosing. You may need intercession. But whatever the case might be, we're going to leave the altar open. We're going to let the Spirit of God minister. Now, if there's anybody here also today that doesn't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, I'm going to ask you to slip up your hand. With every head bowed and every eye closed. Thank you for listening to our legacy teachings. We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry. I want you to know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life. But if you've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, I'd like to invite you to do that right now. Just pray this simple prayer right after me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart now. I receive you and accept you as my personal Savior and Lord. If you prayed that prayer with me, you're a child of God right now, and I encourage you to get into a good Bible-based church where you can learn to grow in your Christian faith and experience. God bless.